Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John and Pemba and James Grande. What is going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande. This is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast recording here on Wednesday for eight games, James. we got an eight-game slate here on Wednesday over on DraftKings starting at 7.05. Uh, yesterday's slate, not, not too bad, right? It was a, you know We had to dodge some weather here or there, but largely like uh, you know, things kind of went as according to plan, it feels like. Yeah, just the pitching sucked. <laughs> right. I mean, we knew it was going to suck. Again, it sucked. it sucked the night before last night, too, yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was a it was a fun slate. There was a lot of offense, um, some pretty good spots that we picked out. Um, and uh, so did the MLB DFS playbook by Justin Reeland. So it was a fun slate uh, other than the pitching, which, you know, everyone had to endure. And uh, Chalk did prevail there because Luis Garcia scored like 17 fantasy points. And that was like other than Jose Quintana, the, the highest scoring pitcher of the night. So... Right, and who figured um, that Jose Quintana would have been one of the highest scoring pitchers right. at one per, at 1% on. So, I mean, that just goes to show you what the slate was last night. And uh, we're on to another solid slate, eight-gamer for Wednesday. Yeah, eight games here. Only real weather concern, it looks like, uh, is going to be with Baltimore and Texas. Um, there's some potential rain uh, with the Mets uh, – sorry, with the Yankees and, the, and Pittsburgh um, on this slate. So, that's something to at least look at. But – um, outside of Texas, Baltimore, it feels like we're going to be uh, okay, um, which is fine. You know, it wasn't. Right. Uh, you know, we we can live without a Texas Baltimore. That's that's okay. Well, uh, I mean, eh, when you see the well, pictures, it's going. to Yeah, but I, I would feel better if there was like a lefty on the mound. I mean, yeah, but they scored like, like 19 runs last night combined. Yeah, so. that's, that's fair. That's fair. Spencer Watkins has been good lately, but you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get the pitching now. Uh, Aaron Knowles is at the top. He's ten thousand yep. dollars. Going up against those pesky Washington Nationals, uh, he, however, did dominate them in his lone start. Yeah. Eight innings, shutout, eight strikeouts uh, in that most recent outing. That was three starts ago. Uh, Nola struggled a little bit ish against Atlanta. Seven innings, four earned to give up two home runs, but eight strikeouts. Um, he's been a pretty dominant guy over his last ten, though. Uh, three ERA to almost twenty-four fantasy points per outing over his last 10 starts. So that's your top price guy. That hasn't been a good thing. Uh, the last few DraftKings slates, uh, Manoa and Pavetta, last two slates, uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, Chamanaya, those guys were all got rocked. Uh, so hopefully Nola can uh, straight the ship here a little bit for those top guys. Um, if you're not spending up, though, I think Christian Javier is where many will be going after Garcia's performance uh, last night in Javier, man. What do we talk about him? It's walks, right? If he can yeah. control the walks, he is filth. One walk over his last two outings has resulted in 14 innings, one hit allowed, 27 strikeouts uh, between the Angels and the Yankees in his last two starts. Um, I mean, listen, we like we said, the man's got filthy, filthy stuff. He has a K per nine that's been around 11. He's got a high strikeout rate, but he was never – he was struggling to go deep into games because he was walking so many guys and pitch counts are so high. Um, now he's figured out potentially the efficiency problem uh, and, uh, you know, 9,300 is too cheap, right, <laughs> like given yep. the way he's been pitching. So uh, I think everybody is just going to get a fish and here tonight. Yeah, I, I think especially considering, like, nobody is insanely priced here – you could probably get away with a cash game lineup of Nola Javier and just move on. Um, 
because it's really not that expensive to do. I mean, Nola Javier, you still have 3,800 for each position. So um, I think they're both clear cut the number one and two options of the slate. I don't really care about the pesky nationals anymore, considering Soto's banged up and like, they're really just falling apart heading towards the, um, the deadline. So I'm comfortable with Nola. I'm perfectly fine with Javier in all formats. We even saw like Casey hasn't struck out a lot this year. Luis Garcia, not a big strikeout guy, seven strikeouts against him just last night. So um, I think Javier is an elite spot. And I think Severino too, like Pittsburgh. Yes, they have been annoying and they've been good realistically lately, but still over the last two weeks, even though they are hitting a lot better second highest strikeout rate in baseball against right-handed pitching this year, um, 27th in OPS and WOBA. So I, I think there is clear options at the top, Nola, Javier, Severino. That's how I'd rank them too um, as their price. But I think they stand above the rest of, you know, this the pitching slate in general. I think there are some very good options, you know, down below 8K. But uh, Nola, Javier, Severino are just so much better than the, than the field. Yeah, I, I'm with you there as well. Those guys clearly separate themselves. Um, you know, being from the you know from the rest of the list. If you are looking in that mid tier, does anybody uh, does anybody interest you? Would you take a peek? Um, you know, Josiah Gray obviously had a tough outing against Miami last time out. Um, Miami's again one of those teams that are kind of confusing. They're actually decent against right-handed hitting, yep. right-handed pitching rather. They they rank in like the top ten. Um, you know, but Gray's last start, a couple starts before that, uh, he had 18 innings, allowing just two total runs, which included a six-inning, one-hit performance against Philadelphia, uh, whom he's facing tier tonight. The one thing about Josiah Gray has been, uh, you know, what's, what has sort of sparked his recent performances, the Miami start aside, um, you know, there was a tweet that went out that he started throwing his breaking ball more, uh, and his slider uh, at the time of that tweet had resulted in the third highest swing and miss percentage um, in baseball on breaking ball pitches, so – um, you know, he started throwing less fastballs, throwing, you know, committing more to his breaking ball and his curveball, uh, was getting hitters a bit more off balance. Uh, and then that's resulted in, uh, you know, a better strikeout percentage. And then obviously, again, last start aside, uh, you know, a much better outcome. His last four starts, he's got an ERA of 3.05. Uh, he's got a 25% strikeout rate and a K per nine of 9.5 there. So, um, that all said, it is still Philadelphia. You know, Kyle Schwarber keeps hitting home runs, Reese Hawkins and whatnot. You know, would you know would anybody in that eight K range like a Gray uh, interest you, or are you looking more so just below below? Yeah, I'm not playing Gray, um, okay. and I'm not playing anyone. And I think in that eight K tier, I mean, there's only two. It's Mikolas and Gray, and I'm sure. just gonna I'm just gonna pay down. Um, Philly top 10 in offense over the last two weeks. And we saw the last couple of games, they've just been torching baseballs. They're also 10th in OPS against right-handed pitching this year. Uh, they're not striking out at all right now either. Um, you always talk, like we talk about striker rates a lot. Um, Philly just 19% striker rate over the last two weeks. So um, not a lot of interest in Gray. I know he just beat this Philly team, but Philly's offense looks super good. And, they're, and I think the one thing about Gray is he is – struggling with lefty power um and with the implementation of Derek Hall in the middle of this Phillies lineup like that is a lefty power bat um we know Schwarber is a lefty power bat um Philly has six projected lefties in their lineup tonight so 
I think it could be problematic for Josiah Gray. Um, I mainly have interest in two guys facing each other um, in Alex Cobb and Merrill Kelly. I think they're both a little too cheap. They're both in pretty good spots. Um, and, uh, you know, Alex Cobb has looked pretty good since returning from the IL. Uh, only two earned runs in three starts. And Arizona, 23% K rate against right-handed pitching this year. And then on the flip side, we've talked about Merrill Kelly, like, a lot. Maybe more than, like, any other pitcher this year. Uh, but 7,200, San Francisco has been very bad lately. 25th in OPS over the last two weeks. 24th in WOBA. 6th highest K rate. Merrill Kelly, you know, three of his last five starts, he's gone 20-plus DraftKings points. 7.2K. I don't think there's many other people down here that can get you, can give you that upside. If you get 20 fantasy points from Merrill Kelly at 7,200, you're in a really good position. Yeah, I'm with you there. You know, Kelly uh, started to look like maybe he was uh, regressing a little bit, but yeah, he bounced back uh, nicely in two of his last three starts. And anytime you get a good performance in course, I think it kind of opens up uh, some eyes there for sure. Uh, love that we have noted gas can Jose Urena back on the slate, dude. Oh, isn't it Jose? Happy Jose Urena did, uh, day yeah. Job. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how long he lasts pitching in, uh, <laughs> pitching in cores. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, not pitching in cores, pitching against the Dodgers for the Rockies, rather. Right. Um, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if you noticed his uh, minor league numbers there, uh, 7.3 ERA in 21 innings. That is that good? Day. Is that good, John? Doesn't seem good. So at Triple uh, that seems like uh, you know. I got I got to ask you. Though, uh, did you did you mention him? If you did, I apologize. Looking at some stats, did you mention Brian Bello? No, I was just, no, I was gonna let you, you gonna leave, leave, leave him leave him for yeah, me. I was, All right. yeah, I was letting him. Uh, so Brian Bello, he's the Red Sox number one pitching prospect. He's third in their system. He's a top fifty prospect according to Baseball America. Uh, making his major league debut today against the Tampa Bay Rays, who we know. Uh, they do strike out a lot. Uh, Cutter Crawford had eight strikeouts in five and a third innings. Last night, Pavetta struggled, but still nearly a strikeout per inning for him there. Uh, Bello dominating strikeout numbers at the minor league level, 114 strikeouts um, at 85 innings this season. Uh, he doesn't walk a lot of guys either. That's one of the, the big things on him is he has nice control. He strikes out a lot of guys. Um, he has three really good pitches. He throws a high 90s fastball. He's got a breaking ball, which was literally having guys swing and miss going down to their knees on at the minor league levels. Um, Usually kidding, a big step up. We've seen, obviously, starting pitchers come up and struggle. Uh, um, We've seen Red Sox rookies come up, you know, and look okay. You know, Connor Siebold had a decent start. His second start got lit up against Toronto, did have seven strikeouts in that. We saw Josh Rutkowski come up, struggle against Baltimore, settle in a little bit. You know, so these first, you know, the, the Davies starts for some of these Red Sox rookie pitches this year haven't been great, but none of those rookie pitches are even on the same tier as right. a Brian Bellow. Um, you know, he has legitimate, you know, I know Matt Sells wrote him up. He thinks, you know, they kind of say he has SP2 type potential. You know, I think that, you know, you look at some of his prospect grades and they give him a plus on, on a lot of those, those statistics. So, you know, this is going to be a pretty exciting start. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes out, but you're getting him at $5,000. Right. If those strikeout numbers play up against a team that has like the fourth highest strikeout rate against right-handed pitching, if he comes out there and, and pitches as well as he's been pitching at the minor league levels today, he's a free square. And, you know, I, this isn't necessarily a Homer pick for me, you know, like he is one of the top prospects in baseball that's making his debut. So, right. um, 
you know, I, I think he's definitely worth a lineup or two if you're making a 20 max or if you're in a three max, put him in one because we have an eight game slate. You're going to want to spend up for some hitting. And this kid could go out there and strike out eight, you know, strike out nine. Like that's the type of stuff that he has. Um, you know, he may only go five or so innings. You know, that's uh, something to pay attention to there as well. You know, he hasn't. He doesn't. He hasn't pitched overly deep into a lot of these games at the minor league level. A lot of that, I think, has to do with them sort of, you know, you know, being a little bit more cautious with him. You know, right. his career high in innings is 119. He threw that two years ago. Uh, he basically lost an entire season due to COVID. So this last, he's already up to like 85 innings this season. So, you know, he may only go 85 pitches today. Um, you know, 80 pitches, 85 pitches, which is what his last start was at AAA. Um, you know, but the, the strikeout upside for him is legit. So just going to throw him out there at 5K. Uh, if you're looking for a value dart throw, you know, he could give you six strikeouts in four innings today and get you 13 fantasy points and you're okay, you know, at 5K. So um, just something to pay attention to there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to add much. Uh, just to back John's, you know, non-bias theory, I'm a Yankees fan. Um, and I have Ryan Bellow in today's playbook. So, um, listen, he's $5,000. And you mentioned it. Tampa Bay strikes out a lot. So, uh, if Bellow's numbers can translate in any form from AAA to the major leagues. Um, they're, so, Steamer is projecting, uh, like, 8.5K per nine for Ryan Bellow for the rest of the year. That's pretty good, man. Like that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's a strikeout yeah. per inning. So um, if you're telling me that he's potentially going to strike out, like let's say he goes five, strike out five, allow an earned run, like or yeah. two. I mean, you know. And again, and again, you 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 take that with like uh, you know, and I wrote this up in the Price Picks article last night for Sandy Alcantara, right? Uh, you you take a guy and he's like, all right, for his season average for the year might be a strikeout per inning. Well, now you add in the the matchup factor, right? And right. The matchup factor is he's facing a team that strikes out almost, you know, among the top teams in baseball. So you, you bump that up a little bit. You know, in the Price Picks article I wrote about Alcantara yesterday, uh, you know, nearly 50% of his starts have come against teams that have bottom five strikeout rates. Uh, and he goes against the Angels, who have, you know, the highest strikeout rate in baseball. And he absolutely dominates them. He posts the second highest strikeout total of the season. So right. uh, matchups certainly matter. And I agree with you. If they, if they think he's going to be able to strike up for any pitcher just for the course of the season, I think you bump that up a little bit here, uh, just given, given the matchup. So um, enough of Barry Bello. He's 5K. Again, I think he'll probably be – do you think he'll be popular? So um, I think you can play him in cash, John. I, I don't think it's like a, the – I think he'll be more popular in tournaments because um, I think a lot of people will just play Nola Javier in cash. Yeah. But yeah, I think he garners some ownership. It's $5,000 and he's a top prospect. I, I was going to say, he's not like a no-name guy that's getting called up. Like he does have fanfare around him. Like, right. A lot of people are eager to see how he performs. So um, yeah, I'm curious if he does go get, do you think he gets like 15%? Yeah, I'll say I think it's probably in there, fifteen to twenty percent. Um, and we'll and our ownership percentage will come out around four, or our draft forecaster will come around 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 four or four thirty. So we'll be able to see, but I would suspect like fifteen twenty percent. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to catcher uh, again. There's there's a lot of uh, decent options on here if you want to spend up. Again, you know we, we like going at Urania for sure uh, with Will Smith. I think that plays up well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Adley Rutschman is assuming that game 
uh, goes through. I, I'm fine with him again going up against Otto. Uh, you know, he's certainly one of the best uh, hitting catcher prospects that are in baseball right now. You call that MJ Melendez? Would you pay? You probably wouldn't play him against <laughs> Javier though, right? Because he homered again last night. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but obviously, we have to obviously take note of the power right now. It's three home runs in his last two games. So, yeah, he's he's really hitting well. Um, does Jonah Heim play or does Mitch Garver play? They probably both play. Um, probably Garver's, both play. Gar- Garver's homered in two straight, and Heim's hitting over 300 his last 10 games. You can play them both, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I really like this game from an offensive perspective. Uh, the weather is obviously a little frightening. I just, sure. I want it to play because I want to play bats here. So I think, I think you could probably play both Texas catchers. They're DHing Garver, um, okay. almost exclusively because of the injury. Uh, sure. that like he might get shut. They're like scenarios where he's like going to be shut down for the rest of the year. If Texas doesn't, um, stay in contention, but he's also homering like three home runs in his last six games. So I don't know what's going on, but as long as Mitch Garver's in the lineup, you can play him. Jonah Heim's going to continue to catch and he's hitting over 300 his last 10 games. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, anybody in the mid tier? I like Merrill Kelly, but your uh, your mean Mercedes, you know, two runs or two walks and a run. He's been productive from a fantasy perspective. 3,200. 3, we know Merrill Kelly is a reverse splits guy. And then um, I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, Carson Kelly signs of life, and we got it again. A double, a run scored on um, on uh, Tuesday. So hits in five of six games overall. He's four extra base hits over that span, six runs scored. So we're we're getting production out of Carson Kelly. I don't think there's much more upside than that at twenty three hundred dollars. So that'd be my punt for the for the slate. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at first base. Where are you going? Freddie Freeman for sure is going to be the pop. Freddie Freeman's the chalk. Let's get that out of the way, right? Like five K Jose Urania. Um, he is. 13 for 31, which is a 419 average with four home runs and a 583 Woba off Urena. So good night, Jose. Uh, that's going to be a tough spot for him. I don't love the rest of the mid-tier. I don't know if you have a different perspective on it, but uh, if Mountcastle's in the lineup, I have a lot of interest in him and Mancini as well, $4,000. Uh, Glenn Otto has been worse against right-handed batters, about a 400 Woba against him this year. Um Mancini's been really good lately, and Mountcastle has been too. So if Mountcastle's back in the lineup, um, I have interest in both. And thankfully, uh, because DraftKings just can't make up their mind, Mancini will has outfield eligibility as well, so you can play them both if you'd like. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that is uh, that is certainly a, a good thing. <laughs> I'm I'm down with that. Uh, I'm trying to see. Is there anybody else that really like jumps out to? You? Like I know you like those Baltimore guys. It's it's like a it's an eight game slate, but it's it's not a you know. There's only so many it feels like uh, options that I'm really targeting here. Um, you know, Nate Love. Nate yeah. Love. Yeah, he's been good. Bad. He's been really yeah. good lately. Homer yesterday yeah. too. It's again. So you're just you're just all in on that that range. I'm all in on that game. All in on that game. Yeah. All in on that game. I mean, uh, it's, yeah. it's a very they scored 19 runs. It's hot in Baltimore. So I look the park. The park is obviously something, right? Like the the park movement and upgrade for for pitching is obviously something. But 
Don't you think, like, just in general, when it starts getting into these summer months, like, the ball's just going to start carrying, and I think we're going to see, like, positive regression for offenses in Baltimore. Um, we saw it last night. There's bad pitching again tonight. Um, Nate Lowe's been off. I just think that's going to even out, and it's going to be more neutral going forward. So, Nate Lowe, um, and just all the first things in this game, I, I just kind of want shares of. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you there as well. Um if you're game stacking, any like uh, any first base you like that you would just throw as part of a stack here? Derek Hall, 100%. 2,800 for Philly. Three hits yesterday, three runs. He was the pivot off of Reese Hoskins, and Hoskins got a lot of ownership. Hall was checked in at like 11% everywhere, and he had three hits, three runs scored, a double RBI. He's been really good, man, since being called up. Has three bombs in six games as well. Um, he has a lot of thumb. So uh, Derek Hall, 2,600 or 2,800 rather. Uh, love that in a Philly stack. Would you shy away from Goldschmidt versus Freed? Um, if you're being contrarian, sure. Uh, but we know Goldie just absolutely rakes left-handed pitching. Yeah. So it's a, it, it's a good pitcher versus a good hitter against who has great splits against lefties. So. Right. Yeah, and, and no one's going to play Goldie because everyone's going to play Freddie Freeman. So right. I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine doing that. I think that's a great call. Uh, second base position. Obviously, I imagine you're in Marcus Simeon because you like the Texas Baltimore game. <laughs> um, but again, but I mean, Altuve's at the very top at fifty six hundred dollars. Uh, after that, again, I kind of look at him like I guess you know we, we like Muncie because of the Urena matchup. Um, but there's not a lot else that I care for here. I mean, Gliber's four K. Um, that one's probably fine. Um, but is is there anybody else that at second base that you like? Like I really don't care for this position. Um, Altuve, Simeon at the top for sure. I agree on both. Um, I played six Astros in my best lineup last night, so uh, and that's including Luis Garcia. I had I had a good Astro stack, and I'm uh, Brad Keller is just so inconsistent. So I would be more than willing to go to Altuve. Um, I agree on Muncie, although I don't want to play him. Um, I would probably play Isaac Paredes for the power, even though we like Brian Bellow. Like, I'm also not afraid of using Rays against him either, considering it's his first start. So Isaac Paredes, 4,200, I think is fine for tournaments. Uh, Muncie, 4,200. He's going to be super popular uh, because he's been good lately. I agree on Glaber. Um, I mean, lefties have been what have haunted Jose Urena throughout his career. Um 352 Woba for them. So Gavin Lux, John, we, I, I mean, he's 324 average over his last 10 games. There's just like, uh, what is Gavin Lux's upside? He just like doesn't do yeah, he definitely, a whole lot. It, it, he definitely did not carry over what the hope was for him when he got called up from the minor leagues, right? Like there's a little bit of power. There's a little bit of speed. He's supposed to have a good hit tool. He gets into minor leagues and like, occasionally there was some power occasionally there was some right. speed i don't i haven't seen the hit tool so uh yeah i'm with you there he's probably not anybody i'm i'm in there like he's like i mean he's hitting 300 over his last 10 games he's hitting 290 on the year but i mean there's i, I think he profiles better as a cash play um after that i mean if you want to take a shot on rugnet odor he had a home run last night has hits in four straight as homers in two of three I mean, again, another guy from that game, I'm not going to say no. So, Yep, that's fine. 
Uh, let's move over then to the next position. Where are we? Uh, you know, if we're looking at third baseman, it's always the loaded spot. Uh, do you have a favorite of the top group? Is it Devers because it's against Kluber? Um, you know, you're going Arenado against that lefty matchup with Freed. You know, Bregman homered last night. You know, where where's your top third baseman coming from? Yeah, I mean, Kluber's been like weirdly tough to score on outside of his last start. Uh, but I definitely think Devers is in play. I think he'll be pretty popular. Uh, he's dominated right-handed pitching this year. Um, lefty's just like I don't understand what Kluber's done to like limit damage. Like 296 Woba against 680 OPS for lefties against them. Like I don't I don't know. Um, but he did get shelled last night last start, so that's you know encouraging for Devers. Let's we'll see BVP on Devers. One for six with a home run. Um, so you know at least he's homered against him. Yeah, I think Bregman is probably my favorite play. The price goes down even after a home run. He's been very good against right-handed pitching specifically this year. We've talked about that a lot um, throughout the course of this year. Righties, 274 against Brad Keller. Uh, Bregman, Bregman, 379 Woba against him. So, yeah, 4,600 Bregman um, stands out to me. I think Justin Turner is going to be the chalk, though. I mean... Three multi-hit games in his last four. He's hitting 412 over his last 10 games, 1,100 OPS, and he gets Jose Urena. So, again, it's just Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers everywhere, right? It's just everyone's going to play Dodgers. So, uh, Justin Turner in cash and probably Bregman in tournaments. Okay. Uh, do you – would you play Rojas at all, given the way he's been hitting the baseball lately? Yeah, I think if you're not playing Alex Cobb, because I, I like Alex Cobb um, yeah. tonight, but if you're not playing Alex Cobb, I, I do think uh, Rojas is in play. And you mentioned Dodgers. Turner is obviously smoking the baseball right he's, now. He's gonna be he's gonna be the chalk for sure. Yeah. Yep. I I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, if we're looking down under 4K value, guys, anybody uh, anybody sticking out to you again? I feel like I feel like maybe value on these in field positions just isn't really there today if jake lands in the lineup maybe i mean lefties have killed Urena, so sure very true very true um land was over two yesterday so with the walk and the strikeout yeah it's not like uh i'm not like i'm definitely not excited about it oh that guy had, he, he had a great rookie in season then he just died what, what my, happened my boy's back ramon urias two for five last night 2,700. Right. You already know I'm on him. Otto has struggled against righty, so um, we're on our yes. That works. That works. I like him. Uh, you like both Urias, though, Urias's, right? Like Luis and Ramon, so. You're, true. That's true. You're, you're those, except, those are those are your guys. Except the Dodgers version. He's He can't, I mean, I would probably be a fan if he threw more than 85 pitches. If, he, uh -oh. if he, Dave Roberts wasn't his manager. Sometimes you need two eyes, so. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go to shortstop. Uh, Trey Turner, obviously, at the top. Swanson, even though Mikulas has been great, I think he's just smoking everybody. Mm -hmm. um, Wander, we like better against lefties. So I don't, even though I like the price on Wander, I don't know if I would pay the spot for Wander here. For tor tournaments. I think I think the Rays are, are pretty good stack for tournaments. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Payne at 42. Yeah, that's. Yeah, lock and load. I think Seager 51, uh, Pena 42. is destroying baseballs right now. Yeah, exactly. That's where that's kind of where my head was at with him as well. Um, I mentioned Mateo yesterday. He stole a bag, so 
I'll throw them right back out to you there. Yeah, and no, twenty nine hundred. We we've said it. If the guy gets on base, there's a chance he's stealing. So mm-hmm. he just needs to get on, and uh, we got a chance. He's, just, he's hitting one ninety eight, so he doesn't get on a lot. No, he, he does not. He does when not. He does he does not. Uh, there's some there. Uh, would you would you go O'Neill Cruz against Sevi or no? Mm, probably not. Um, I think. The value I'd play is Mateo 29, Aledmus Diaz, for whatever reason, is shortstop only. 3 for 4 last night hit a home run. So if he's in the lineup, uh, I'm okay with going back to the to an Astro stack. All right, go to outfield then. Uh, again, top guys are there. Judge, uh, Jordan, who I hit as my home run call yesterday. Mm-hmm. Last at bat. Did you see the pitch he homered on? Uh, I did not. I just that guy is insane, dude. He is insane. It was his final at bat too. It, it wasn't even on the plate. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. It counts. Home run call. Jordan Alvarez. No, no. I'm no. I'm dude. I, I'm <laughs> like the guy is just absolutely insane. Like he's 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 my he home run call again today. By the way. Okay. Okay. I'm running it back because he's so good. Uh, I'm just gonna call it now. Put a stamp on it. Uh, so Jordan for sure. I love. Um, you're obviously in our Mullins. You talked about it. Yep. Uh, let's see. I like both of the Yankees. Uh, Schwab Daddy at 51 is fine because yeah. that guy just keeps on uh raking as well. Two more home runs for him, yeah. He had, yeah, let off the game, let off the game last night with one and then ran it back again. Mm-hmm. Oh, John, did you see who was underpriced and had a home run last night? Was that Mookie Betts? It was, yep, it was. And guess, uh, did you see that Mookie Betts is also unpriced again? Uh, but they are at least like slowly rising his price. Yeah, right? slowly. Yeah, one hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> one hundred dollars uh, so more. I mean, yeah, Mookie today against Urena probably chalk. Well, right? yeah, oh, maybe, maybe, right. maybe the cover of the playbook. You know, yeah. I'll leave that up to you. But uh, you know, potentially in there. <laughs> they bumped Jared Duran all the way to forty six hundred. Uh, certainly, certainly worth it. I mean, like the dude has been. Uh, I mean, again, stolen base last night, two hits and a double. Uh, he's got multiple hits in three of the last five games for him. So yeah, been great, been great. Yeah, Durant, Durant's been been legit. So uh, that's certainly in play. Um, I like Dylan Carlson against lefties. I think that's a value option. Again, again, I know it's Max Fried, so that's where we're having to sort of decide how how yeah. far we're going in on St. Louis. But you know, I don't know if anybody's going to play St. Louis because Fried's on the mound. And, no, and, nobody. Uh, you know, you nobody. get some low roster ship there. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a challenging guy to target, but I agree. Um, Carlson has raped lefties. He hits second against them all year long. So um, I, I probably wouldn't go full stack against Freed. That's that's like a tough pill to swallow. But if you did a mini stack of Carlson Goldie, that's that's pretty appealing um, for tournaments. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, what other outfielders are on your radar? Um. So I kind of like Chris Bryant and what he's been doing since he came back. Um, three multi-hits in his last five games. Homered last night. Um, Anthony Santander, as you know, I mean, I'm all in on the Orioles. Two straight multi-hit games. Um, he's been really good. Uh, mentioned Mancini. Castellanos at 4K if you're playing Phillies. Uh, Cole Calhoun if you're going up against Spencer Watkins is in play. I really... Kind of like Cody Bellinger. I know he struck out three times, but Urena against lefties, that uh, is not a good thing for him. Um, so that's really where I'm at at the top. In the value tier, 
I like your Carlson call uh, because I don't love the value. Um, a cheap Astro, whichever Astro decides to be in the lineup, I'd play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Any Anything else for you? I don't uh Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the value guys we sometimes target just have tough matchups today. So, like, that's where we're, we're struggling a little bit here. Um, Kiermaier had four RBIs last night. If you are playing, yeah. uh, if you're playing against Bellow, he's like damn near min salary. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually hate that, but that's de- obviously dependent on um, your stance on Bellow. Like again, I think Rays are in play in tournaments, but yeah, I mean Jake, Ma- Jake Meyer should be in the lineup today, right? Yeah, like yeah, they play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think like. There is like McCormick or Myers or whoever cracks the lineup of those cheap guys with Brad, especially with Bradley out. Like one of them um, should be in the lineup and is a uh, pretty good value. Yep, I'm with you. All right, I got Jordan as my home run call. What's yours? Um, I'm gonna go Sedmol. I'm gonna go Cedric Mullins for the home run. All righty, uh, Cedric Mullins for James. Jordan Alvarez for myself. James on the playbook. If you have any questions, get us in Discord or on Twitter, and we will catch you guys later.